Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Building Minnesota Rocker, the podcast brought to you by me, Ashley, aka Midnight, and Brett Diamond, the COO here at Minnesota Rocker and version one. Brett, we've got a lot to talk about today, um, a lot to just kind of level set and catch up on, and I'm excited to be here with you and talk about it. Yeah, it's been it's been a while since we had the podcast, but uh, we're the day we're recording it is is the day we're announcing our our second esports team. So it's good timing, and we're we're pretty pumped. Big the, day. It's the first time I've heard it like spoken out loud and and recorded. So this is a huge day for us. First of all, we haven't been. I mean, a little bit of the reason why we haven't been uploading the podcast as much as we uh, typically want to is just we've we've been head first planning for this this uh team announcement uh so version one is officially uh the sister team i guess to minnesota rocker they're going to be a rocket league team uh we're really excited about that there's been a ton of work that's gone into it and then obviously like just uh the whole entire year has been kind of crazy with with cdl going to online and those tournaments kind of leading up now to playoffs so we'll cover that of course for all you rocker fans um in the episode and just uh, as far as this podcast goes, I picture like I really want to do this podcast the right way um, every single week. Um, but I just don't know if we're to that point quite yet where we'll be doing it every single week. We might call it something different in the future, but it'll still be, you know, what you you've come to know and love from us. So I'm pretty excited about that and just excited about all the new things that we have on the horizon. So I think if you guys are watching on video, you can see the background of Brett. He has the version one crossover backdrop with Minnesota Rocker. So Brett, talk a little bit about um, like the process that we've gone through, obviously coming into Call of Duty last year with, with the Will family and, and um, Conor, uh, Gary V. Like, how did we get to the point of, we have two teams. What the yes. heck? In a year. Yes. I mean, it's amazing to think about what, how far we've come in the last 13 months. You know, we announced the formation of, we announced on July 1st of 2019 that Wise Ventures Esports was a thing. We were getting a Call of Duty League team to bring to Minnesota. Didn't have a name yet. We're using that Call of Duty North branding. <laughs> um, but even at the time, and we've probably talked about this on this podcast, but even at the time, we always intended to expand beyond Call of Duty, and, and we always looked at this point as roughly when that would be. It was really important to us to make sure that we didn't rush that process, that we we got through our first year um, in CDL, that we you know, put the right amount of focus and attention into Rocker um, and really did that, you know, wanted to make sure that we, that we gave our full effort to Rocker um, you know, and didn't sell that short to be looking at the next opportunity. Um, you know, we always looked at, okay, once we get to the summer of, of 2020, that's when we're going to start thinking about expanding into other, into other titles. We obviously didn't think that we were going to be doing that in the middle of a pandemic. So that definitely adds unique elements to the business decision and the, the calculations that you go through. Um, but at the end of the day, we've got an amazingly supportive ownership group uh, with the Wilfs and, and Gary V. Uh, spent a lot of time talking with them, looking at you know different options and you know what the financials were and what the potential is for the growth of the organization long term. And you know the Wilfs and Gary are where everybody's in it. Everybody's in it for the long term, right? This is not just about 2020 or 2021. This is about what does this organization look like 
in five years, 10 years, in 20 years. And, you know, with all that, we felt like despite the challenges of the world that we live in, um, it was the right opportunity to expand. And, and Rocket League is a perfect complement to what we have already with COD. Um, you know, I think when you take Rocket League and you take Call of Duty, you have two two esports that really, in my view, have have maybe the most potential to transcend that cultural barrier and become become titles that you know your real your casual fan that's just tuning in or your you know your traditional sports fan can get behind. You know, obviously, you have you know some things like Fortnite that have just like amazing cultural relevance as well. Um, but just purely from an esports and a competitive perspective, in my view, COD and Rocket League really have that, you know, have that mega potential. Uh, and so we're excited to, to have those be our first two teams. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because obviously we all know Call of Duty is one of the biggest entertainment releases every single year. It, it floats above some movie release, like blockbuster movie releases, especially now that, like, the, you know, video games are now more than ever are, are uh, relevant in the space and in the competition aspect, especially. Um, it was funny, uh, Brad, I broke the rules a little bit. I told my dad about a Rocket League team that we're getting into. I didn't tell him the branding or anything, although the branding did, is did he, did he cool. tweet about it? No, he didn't. My dad doesn't have Twitter. Thank goodness, because <laughs> he might have went and the, the Reddit detectives might have found him out. But but I was like, yeah, so it's like Rocket League. He's like, what's that? And I was like, Dad, it's like soccer, but with cars, and they fly. And for some reason, he got a huge kick out of that. He was like, that sounds awesome. And I was like, yeah, it'll be a little easier for you to follow, because I – you know, I've showed him Call of Duty, obviously, and he's like, oh, cool. Like, I, I know what's kind of happening. Like, when we eliminate the other players, we're better. But, you know, there's no true understanding of, like, the rotations until you watch it for quite a bit. So uh, it was yep. cool to see him kind of get excited. He's like, oh, I could watch that easily now. And he's getting into COD slowly. Uh, but Rocket League's just it's it has that mainstream appeal for sure. And I'm truly excited to see what we can do with the brand. I've got to say, um, just Brett kind of talked a little bit about like the support from ownership that we have. The thing that I love about our ownership group is that we're not just going to like come into Rocket League and like just do it to do it, you know, just to say we did, just to be a part of it. Like they really want to do it the right way. Right. So there's a lot of things that I'm very excited about when it comes to version one, everything that we're going to be able to do with that brand, that team, we have new players to like share things about. They're very popular, obviously in, in the scene. Um, but to even just get to like tell their story because they're a really cool, uh, unique group of guys and then anything that we can do as far as like any of our broadcasts go, all of our content, like I'm just like geeked excited because there's a lot of possibilities that we have and a lot of directions that we can go with it. Yeah. And one of the cool things too, um, is just the sheer amount of matches and content that rocket league has. And they, you know, they recently changed their format, um, you know, for people who, who, who are listening that follow rocket league closely would know this already, but um, they switched up their format a bit. Um, and now, I mean, they've got, you know, they'll have uh, 32 team tournaments um, Two they span over a couple weekends, but essentially two weekends a month are these major tournaments. And then one weekday per week um, is the grid, which is a tournament, a tournament that runs all in one day. It's 16 teams. Um, our first one is this Friday. Yes. Um, you know, we're, 
what what's um you know what's exciting about it is we have the ability to produce that broadcast so that's one of the one of the cool things about the the recent format changes that uh that psionics made in the rocket league scene um so we're we're producing that broadcast on friday um which is an which is an, as an awesome opportunity that you know in most esports leagues you don't really have that level of opportunity um and we don't have it with cdl right the you know activision produces all of those all of those streams and those those broadcasts on youtube so we the fact that we can do our own um is is awesome on every level right it's awesome from a creative standpoint and you know i mean you're you know you're more in the weeds on that than i am uh <laughs> driving you know driving what that you know what that content looks like with the rest of our staff uh, but it's an awesome opportunity for our staff to flex their creative muscles um, for us to, from a branding standpoint, control the branding um, and and have an opportunity to put our stamp on the broadcast. Um, and then from a business perspective, I mean, it's an amazing uh, platform to bring, you know, to bring sponsors to, to, to promote team initiatives and, and to just have that control of something like that um, is really important when you're growing as an organization. So, um, you know, I'm, incredibly excited about what uh what we're building towards for that broadcast on friday and beyond yeah absolutely and definitely like when since minnesota rocker is obviously a team within the cdl there's a lot of like like all those wagons are kind of hitched together right in the CDL. And there's, there's a lot of benefit to that as well but as you say like to have full control over this broadcast that that we'll be doing uh every week that's like my dream. So I'm just so excited about that. Uh, the first one's going on on August 7th, Friday, and they'll be weekly on the version one GG Twitch channel. So guys, obviously with this new announcement, we're going to link you guys to everything that you need to know uh, about version one down in the description. Or if you just go to version one.gg, uh, you'll find, um, you know, lots of cool details, things that you can just check out and see. We're gonna have merch. We're gonna we're gonna do all the things. It's been a long, uh, it's been a it's been an incredibly fast runway that we've had coming up to this date. But we couldn't be more excited about just everything that that's going on. Not to mention, Brett, we're going into playoffs time for Rocker, and that's insane. That's exciting. Oh yeah. It's, it's I, 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 I don't I don't I don't care how big this org gets or how many teams we have like rocker will always be the first baby for all of us 100%. Um, and yeah it's uh it's uh what a season it's been uh some some incredible highs some lows right Oof. not gonna not gonna pretend the last uh, couple months haven't been a little rough uh competition wise uh but you know what everybody's in the playoffs we're uh we're we're starting in the winner's bracket and you know let's go let's do it yeah it's pretty exciting times i think um as far as the playoffs go let me just double check my date so i don't say the wrong thing but we are going to be playing uh we're starting for the winner's bracket so we ended up placing from the season standings fifth through eighth which not where we wanted to be but we do still start in the winner's bracket which is a, a bit of an advantage and we'll be playing uh, the New York Subliners on August 20th. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Uh, we have a lot of cool content, obviously, planned for around Rocker for that time. Um, so still really excited about that. As Brett mentioned, like, and you guys know me, I'm a, I'm a Call of Duty nerd. Like, I've been playing COD since 2008. It's always going to be my main game, my main boo, my main thing. Um, but, you know, 
I love I love the idea of something fresh with version one too. So, as as far as Rocker goes, though, let's let's talk a bit about kind of the end of this season um, and how just it, I mean it's crazy. We had like an unprecedented roster uh, maneuver happen. So the rosters have been locked for for a bit now. Um, and after the Toronto home series, a uh, decision was come to between the players and the coaches on the team to um, switch out Adam, a.k.a. GodRx, or Jerome is his nickname, um, for Caden, a.k.a. Exceed. This was a move that surprised so many people in the community. Um, and it was honestly, I mean, we all love Jerome. Like, he is an incredible player, an incredible person, and it's hard to quantify what he's done and means to this organization um and it's hard to kind of get across in like a roster announcement that it's not because he's a bad player it's because of how the team is structured and how the meta has shifted throughout the entirety of the year um you know jerome's an incredible player but as far as roles are concerned on the team and, and how the meta has changed especially with the shift to online call of duty the league being online it it was clear that something needed to change. Um, so that's been a wild ride too, Brett. Talk a little bit about, you know, what that process was like and, and how it's just been kind of a crazy end to this season, but we're feeling we're feeling good about playoffs. We can get into that too. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, like when we're in the you know, in the watch party chat at the end of matches and you know, when the match ends and obviously lately matches have not been going our way and all the fans are, you know, furious and, you know, and, and pissed. Right. Um, you know, and sometimes you see, you know, some of our staff sort of like trying to, you know, trying to calm it down and, but I get it. Right. I mean, like at its core, we're all fans too. And like, when I'm, when I'm a fan of a team that I don't work for and, and they're losing, like I'm, I'm pissed and I don't want, uh, like, I don't want anybody trying to calm me down. So I get it. Like at its core, I get it. Um, and we feel it too. Right. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, there's going to be ups and downs in every season. Um, and you know, we've, you know, we love, we love our guys. We, you know, I, I, you know, I think we've got the best coaches in the league and, you know, there's no world in which, you know, at the start of the season, every team thought they were going to have to deal with the things they've had to deal with, right. Going online, um, you know, just managing, you know, how you manage day to day in a pandemic and those sorts of things. And look, every team's dealing with the same stuff. Um, but I think our team, our players or coaches have handled everything that's been thrown at them um, on a personal level. I, I'm really proud of, you know, how they've handled things and the professionalism that the entire group brings to, you know, brings day to day. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, they, the coaches felt that, that a change needed to be made and heading into the playoffs, um, you know, but like, I'm not going to, I think anybody that listens to this podcast knows, like, I'm not going to pretend to know more of call of nor know more about call of duty than I do. Um, so I'm not, you know, like when the coaches are recommending a roster change, like, yeah, we talk about it, but it's, it's their decision. Um, I'm fully supportive of it. Um, and, you know, they talked with all of the players and, you know, Saint Saint and, and Jake talked, you know, in, in, in that video about sort of how they arrived at that. Um, but look, I, like you said, I mean, you know, 
love Jerome. Um, he's a you know he's a part of this family just like all the players are, and that doesn't change just because he's not part of the starting five, right? Um, but I mean, he had an amazing run at the start of the season and and was the centerpiece of the team. Um, you know, it's been a challenging couple months, and so hopefully, uh, hopefully the changes had the intended impact uh, in a couple weeks when when the playoffs start. And, you know, I mean, I'll let I'll let you speak to the nuances of sort of the how the game uh, the game part of it works, but that's you know that's my two cents from where I sit. Yeah, I think I think you you phrased it all really well there. Um, as far as like, well, what happens now? You guys make a roster change like three weeks before playoffs, and we kind of made it a point all year to not make a roster change. Like before the rosters were locked, um, you know, we were like, nope, like these are our guys. We're gonna fight through it. And we've seen teams like like United's a great example from last CDL or last Call of Duty season. You know, they fought through those hard times and they ended out on top at the end of the year. Um, but I think, you know, at, at a certain point, like you're, you're right. Um, you know, the fans recognize it too. I'm sure. I mean, the coaches are, they're in the trenches every day with the guys, right? Like they're watching practices and going over, you know, what other teams are doing, how, how is the meta affecting this and, and all that. Um, and, and I'll link to below, uh, or if you guys just check out our YouTube channel, you'll see the video where the coaches in depth explain, uh, explain some of these things. So don't, don't leave it to me to explain the whole situation to you because they put it uh, much, much more clearly and concisely than I'm about to. But I think to boil it down is it comes to the pace at which the team plays. Uh, it comes down to the roles that, that all of our players can and do. Um, Jerome or Goddard X, he plays a really critical flex role on the team, uh, but he is, and we knew this uh, about him, like he is a methodical player. Like he is always in the right spot on the map, but he's not the type of player that's going to like hit stuff really fast and rush around and just be cracked. And I mean, he's cracked, but like not in the same way that like a seam plays. Like if you were to compare a seam and Goddard X's roles and the styles in which they play, they're very different. Um, and so the the coaches and then the team decided that the pacing needed to be uh pushed up a bit and the way to do that was to sub out uh Goddard X, who is primarily a, an, an ar player um and and bring in exceed or caden if you guys haven't heard of exceed he you might remember him because he did come in for an injured alex who had an injured thumb uh, a month or two ago, which was, that was pretty crazy. I should, crap, we didn't get to do a podcast around that, but that was a freaking <laughs> we have, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, we have a lot to catch up on. Um, but Alex injured his thumb. Uh, it was like a, I don't know, I don't know the right term. But he ended up going to physical therapy for his thumb, and everything was totally fine, and he's, he's all better now, 100%. Um, but while he was injured, Exceed came in, and it's very hard to come in, you know, onto a new lineup and, and try to play the way that the team needs you to and, and adapt that quickly. So now with this lead time going up to playoffs, the team has been practicing with Exceed, and Exceed is able to play at a very fast pace because he is a true sub player, a substitute, uh, not substitute, a submachine gun player. So he plays that really fast, like hit you in your mouth style Call of Duty. And the combination of Exceed, Asim, and Alex, who are all three very fast players, um, that's going to up the tempo and the pacing for our team. So um, apparently things have been going pretty well in scrimmages. Uh, obviously they're not streamed, so we, we don't have a peek behind the curtain just yet. But I'm very, very excited to see that first round matchup in the playoffs versus New York on August 
20th. Keep in mind, too, this is a cool little nugget of information for you guys, you COD fans out there. So, obviously, we've all heard of Mac Meltz on the New York Subliners roster. He got brought up from the AM scene this year. Exceed and Mac Meltz actually used to be teammates. They're really close friends. They kind of have similar play styles. If you're trying to, like, compare Exceed to a, a like amateur player, or I guess now a pro player, it would be... Mac Meltz and they're really good buddies so it's going to be kind of interesting to see these two young guys that have come up together now on pro teams and they're facing the first round of the playoffs that's got some really cool implications for it and I just really hope that you know this this helps us uh helps a Minnesota team get past the hump because we can all agree that it's it's been a tough end of the year and I'm hoping we can just you know hit them when it counts during playoffs and, and make it the champs one of the you mentioned the Alex injury um one of the interesting things that unfolded when when that injury happened I didn't realize just how rare an injury substitution was in COD um you know I know it doesn't happen very often um but when you know it wasn't until sort of the you know some of the uh, social media comments and even like actual media stories about how you know this never happens etc cetera, etc cetera, where you know when the when the when the coaches first raised that this was a possibility um whether it was myself or or you know the ownership group we were all you know we sort of to the you know having the traditional sports roots where injuries are just a part of the game and it's just like you know next person up it's like okay yep Alex is injured. Let's make sure we get him, you know, get him to a doctor and, and take all those steps to make sure that he's looked after. But from a game standpoint, just like, yep. All right. Uh, put it, put exceed in and, and let's roll. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. So the night, the night of the, the Friday night of that tournament, um, when, you know, when Alex decided along with the coaches that, you know, that it was in the team's best interest for him to, um, for him to, you know, put, you know, make sure he looked at the injury before playing again. Um, so I sent an email to a few people at the Vikings and uh, they immediately connected mm -hmm. us with, um, with the contact information for the team doc Vikings team doctor. And we got him in to see like, basically he went in the first appointment available on Monday on Monday, he went in to see the same person that if, you know, if Adam Thielen jams a thumb, um, the same person that the Vikings uh, players are going to go see. So we wanted to cool. make sure he got the, yeah, got the, you know, got the best possible care. And of course, I mean, for people who don't know this, um, pro sports team doctors have their own, you know, they're regular doctors, right? So really, in theory, anybody can go, you know, can go see the, the same doctors that, you know, pro athletes see. Um, but in this case, we wanted to make sure that that is exactly who our, who our player saw for his thumb injury. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. It, 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 I mean, I was pretty worried that he was going to have to sit out uh, dur during the, the New York event. Like, I thought, like, oh, man, like, it's, it's not going to be done in time. But, yeah, he started going to PT and got turned around real, real quick. So really happy for Alex. So I know, like, he, Alex, too, I mean, you think about it, that guy, he's, he's from the U.K., He's over here during a global pandemic, can't go home. His mom can't come here. It's it's tough. He's a young guy and his livelihood is is Call of Duty. So when he got injured, I was like, man, poor kid, dude. Like, I know it's got to be tough when the thing you're trying to improve on every day, you know, you, you literally can't play to your potential. And so the fact that he was able to get turned around and it, from all from all things I've heard, he, you know, was fully ready going into Toronto and felt really good and still does. So that's really, really good uh, looks for us for the end of the year. As far as like playoffs goes, 
I'm honestly not mad at, you know, the seating and the bracket that we've kind of uh, have ahead of ourselves, right? Like, we're obviously, I think, and I, I, it's funny, because during some Saga interviews, you guys know the docu-series Saga, we upload on the YouTube channel, the Rocker YouTube channel, subscribe. Um, I'm so excited to upload the next episode, because there's so much that gets talked about in it, you know? It's it's everything about the end of the year. It's it's the roster stuff. It's it's everything about how we're we're gonna finish and the players. You know, I know it's kind of cliche to say, but they're like, yeah, the years had really high highs, some pretty low lows, but it's all about how you finish. That's what people remember, right? That who won champs during Modern Warfare is what's going to be remembered, right? So. Obviously, the season is still important because the seeding does have high implications. Like, if you're in the first one or two slots right now and you have two buys, like, you're sitting pretty, dude. You're like, heck, yeah, I've got to win, like, two matches and I'm in the finals. Um, so I'm not to try to take anything away from that, but it really, like, if you want to win champs, you need to be prepared to beat everyone. And I know that that's what our guys are preparing to do right now. Yeah, and if you really zoom out and look at the season – from uh you're just the totality of it you know if you had a year ago when you and i were sitting in the vikings office and you were like explaining to me like what people you know who had teamed with who and like the, the first look at the roster with all of the you know all of those things if you said that when the dust settled heading into the heading into the playoffs and champs we would have ended the season Tied for sixth in points, which we were, right? We lost some tiebreakers, so we're the eighth seed, but tied for sixth in points, that we finished second in two tournaments, that we were the first team to beat FaZe. If you were to if you were to lay all that out, we would have absolutely said, you know what? We'll take we will <laughs> Not take that. bad. Like, if that's if that's what August 1st, 2020 looks like pandemic aside yeah if that's what august 2020 looks like we will like yes we'll we'll take that right now now obviously the way the season unfolded the role just the roller coaster nature of it of like just starting off so strong and now going having not won literally haven't won a match since may which is just brutal i mean just it hurts my soul man yeah yeah just eats you up inside right like um but the the point is it's all it's like you said it's all in in how we finish it right and that you know everything that that the players that want to accomplish that we want to accomplish is still there and and it's going to it's going to be a fun August 20th i uh, it's a long ways away. Oh, but... I know it, it literally feels like three years away, but that's in like two weeks from when this is getting uploaded. So it's pretty, it's going to sneak up on us yeah, pretty quick. It'll, it'll you know, what's going to make it go fast though, Brett is we're going to have the grid to watch. We're going to have the <laughs> RLCS to keep us entertained until rocker plays in the playoffs. I'm so stoked to have our team. So if you guys don't know for all, hopefully, I don't know how many rocket league uh, fans are watching, but if you are, we've got torment gimmick axb coach Fireburner. are you kidding me listen i'm not gonna pretend to be a rocket league expert i've dove in head first into the pool of, of information that that is rocket league shout out to lawler who's you know lays out a bunch of great content all day every day and he's been someone that we've talked to uh he'll actually be talent for the grid that's a pretty cool like just 
drop that mic right there. That's pretty freaking oh, awesome. Wow, that's awesome. Su- Supersonic will be his co-caster there, and it's it's just gonna be a really good time. Can't express enough how excited we are to be able to produce that broadcast for the fans. I know we're coming in. We're the new we're the new kids on the block. Uh, I think our Twitch channel was just made two weeks ago, but we're gonna be bringing some high level quality and, and quality stuff. So I'm I'm just super excited. Um, talk a bit about the process, Brett, that that you went through. I know you kind of talked a little bit about it, that this was always kind of in the plans, but talk about like, why was now the right time to get into Rocket League? Was it because we'd always forecasted it or how did, I mean, we'd got like some pretty good players. Like how did, how did it all go down? Yeah. So Rocket League had, had really always been at the top of the list of, of what we thought the second would make sense for the second team. Right. And part of it is, you know, strategically and again talking more from the business perspective now we felt like it made sense to not go into another fps as our second team right that's not to say that you know that we're not going to look at those in the future we absolutely will um but to complement what we have with with cod with something that you know something that has the e-rating and you know is super easy for sponsors to get behind and that sort of thing uh, makes a lot of sense um so from our perspective, we looked at it, we looked at it just at a high level, like, okay, Rocket League seems like it should be near the top of the list. And then once we started doing more of our due diligence, it just made more and more sense. I mean, the you know, the numbers that it draws from a viewership perspective um, are comparable, if not better than, than Call of Duty League. So, you know, right there, we're, you know, we're looking at numbers and seeing good things. Um, the, it's, it's relatively, um, you know, relatively low cost from a financial standpoint to get in the, the investment is, you know, is not as significant as it is with other franchised leagues. So that's, you know, that's certainly helpful. And I would say you're getting really good bang for your buck um, in terms of what you're looking at. Uh, Now, from a timing perspective, you know, we were talking to a few different, you know, looking at, looking at a few different options in the space. Um, and then when Cloud9 exited Rocket League and released their roster, they immediately went to the top of our list. And that was like perfect timing because I was right as we were, you know, starting to seriously look and talk talk to people in the space. But it was still hard to figure out, like, who's a free agent, what exact, you know, who's available. Um, but immediately we knew that this roster was available. And, um, you know, that's, you know, that's a team that's won championships in the last few years. Um Squishy Muffins was one of the three. He had gone immediately to NRG when the roster was released, but Torment and Gimmick were available. Um, we started conversations with their agents. Um, it came together really pretty quickly. Um, and we were, I mean, incredibly, you know, incredibly excited and fortunate to be able to start our entry into Rocket League um, with those core two. Um, and then uh, AXB, who's the third player, um, you know, the, the, uh, Torment Gimmick and, and Fireburner, who's the coach, they have been trying out a few different players as, as their third for a few weeks. Um, and then AXB became available from his previous team, Space Station Gaming, um, and they quickly started scribbing with him a little bit, um, identified him as the third that they that they wanted to enter the season with, and we quickly you know, got, uh, got Alex signed up as well. So, um, yeah, it was uh, definitely a whirlwind a uh, couple months. It definitely, it definitely was not as wild as as CDL free agency. Call of Duty roster mania uh, is a different roller coaster, man. That's. Whew. I'll, I'll 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 say this: at some point, like 
af- like truly after the season, I think we could, I think we can start telling some of the, some of the really still some good stories from Roster Mania, yes. but there's still a couple that we haven't told. And I think we got to wait on some of them until, uh, until <laughs> after the first season's over, but uh, we've got some good ones, but yeah, yeah this is really, this was really, time. yeah. The first roster for V1 was really, it came together almost the opposite where, you know, top roster became available sign those guys we really didn't talk to any players other than the three that that are now on our roster whereas uh cdl roster mania was wild because everybody was a free agent right in rocket yeah. league like they had their own roster mania and there was a lot of shifting of teams but for us it was you know we zeroed in uh, pretty quickly on these guys yeah it really goes to show you that timing is everything uh sometimes is that fair to say timing is everything sometimes but it really is like if you're if these guys came available it kind of matched with with the timeline that that we had in mind for for the company and i just i i applaud you brett a year ago when i met you i was like if i would have knew a year ago that you would have gone through two roster building <laughs> roster maze i would have been like dude this guy he's a esports og knows what's going on so now you're like really uh you're starting to to have some feathers in your cap it's pretty cool you're becoming a seasoned esports veteran as you go we we missed an opportunity to put a camera in your face after like our like i should have left the room and just turned the camera <laughs> on and you could have just like done a little vlog i'm like who is this guy that uh <laughs> that that i just spent an hour uh shooting the shit with uh uh, maybe 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 they'll figure it out (laughs) no yeah i i didn't get that impression i I will say you kind of you said something earlier when it when it came to like um building building the call of duty roster last year like if we would have thought back then like yeah you'll finish like top six you'll have a really cool like really good start to the year but it'll peter out a little bit but here are the key you know notes of the year i would have been like Oh yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Not that I was like not confident in in our ability to put a good roster together, but just there was so much happening at one time that it was even hard to nail down. Like, okay, well, how you know it it all happened so slowly and then so fast for for roster decisions, and especially when everyone's a free agent. I mean, that was an unprecedented time. So, I'm excited that the year you know has happened. It's been a wild ride, and I'm just I'm really hoping we can put put it not not just a solid finish but i really like maybe i'm delusional because i've been saying this all year but i really genuinely believe in the the players on the minnesota rocker roster i believe in the coaching staff i believe in their ability to grind it out and i think that if they can just do what they do in scrims and execute on any given day it's sunday but technically we play on thursday against new york so any given thursday you know they come out i mean new york they just won a home series recently, right? Like this is no, it's no easy road, but I really do believe in our guys' uh, ability to to take it on and, and do the thing. Um, so just to kind of like cap this one off, Brett, um, are there any things, anything else that you want to share about V1, what it kind of means for us as an organization? What like happens next? You talk a little bit about this kind of like grandmaster plan that, that we have, like, yeah, maybe around like, summer 2020 we'll look at rocket league what happens in like 2021 can we say yet i mean i know but like (laughs) yeah yeah no i mean i'll 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 share um a fair amount and you know the reality is we're it's we're constantly evaluating what those next opportunities are um and you know the right opportunity in the next game could come tomorrow and we would take a serious look at it. But at the same time, you know, every step, just like we did with rocker, right. We wanted to make sure that we, that we, that we took it one step at a time that we 
built that organization and and supported it the right way. Um, and that's our that's our view with version one is, you know, is to is to focus on on getting that off the ground. Um, you know, the additional production elements are are huge and a great opportunity. Also, a lot of work um, at the same time. So we have our parent company, which is Wise Ventures Esports. Um, we're going through a rebrand for that. So at some point that will be called something else. Um, we don't really know the timeline on it. Um, and interestingly, so this is a little a little backstory on uh, on how we ended up with version one as the name. Um, and at some point, we got to have Annie on here to yes. to tell the story or, or do some to. content with her because she'll probably tell the story better than I can. But how we ended up with version one as the name. So we were going through this rebranding process for the parent company, looking at a lot of different names, a lot of different options, um, but none of them were quite were quite ringing true, right? Like we we just weren't we weren't feeling we weren't feeling them quite 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 yet um and so we were you know we were looking at new options um we were having uh the vayner team um drum up some options too because they've got some amazing creative resources um with gary and tyler and maha and the whole group that we work with there um at the same time like all right we have to launch we have to launch a rocket league team in like three weeks so we came to the conclusion that we didn't want to rush the parent rebrand process but we need a name for the Rocket League team. So we started to chew on ideas around names that sort of played into a temporary nature of, of what a name could be. Um, things like not final and just like kind of some fun tongue in cheek things. So we're on, we're on this call, um, you know, with, with some folks from Gary's team, um, you know, the Wilfs and, and we're, we're saying, we're, we're trying to figure out, okay, what do we, we have to, we have to find a name for the Rocket League team. We launch in three weeks. Um, and Annie says version one and the room just stopped. <laughs> That's and, so amazing. Yeah. And, and we're like, okay, we all really like that. And then, um, Dane, our incredible art director, uh, you know, came up th- with this logo. So like, sick. Basically, I mean, just basically just poof. He had this amazing logo. Um, and so version one is the name of the rocket league team. Um, there once we had that parent rebrand in place look a, a year from now as we head into season two of rocket league maybe we you know maybe we shift the rocket league team name to match the parent name that's a possibility um you know we're kind of open about that so version one it's version one of the rocket league team <laughs> i gotta be honest i kind of like it this name might i stick. do too i really like it i think the branding's on point i love the color the v i mean obviously as a huge vikings fan and you know the ownership tie like it all just kind of like works um but i am you know i'm curious to see when we do rebrand the the parent company and and when that's a thing because no offense to wise ventures esports really cool on paper but not like on merch so we want to make some dope stuff for you guys right we want you guys to be able to get excited about it so i'm just excited for everything that we'll be doing with the parent company rebrand as well and it's a really interesting way for us to just just as someone who's been in esports for so long we're kind of doing it backwards and not that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the wrong way we're we have a call of duty team and we want to birth the entity that's basically above it whereas usually it's like okay there's a parent brand and then there's your other teams um so we're doing it uh the opposite way a little bit of reverse osmosis i don't know if that makes any sense i just made it up but i'm just excited uh at everything in that we have going for the future and you know, in terms of this podcast and where we want to go with it, uh, you're going to see a lot of content, not only from Minnesota Rocker and on, on these channels, 
but from version one as well. So I'm I just couldn't be more excited as the person who's directing the content. Like there's a lot going on and it's all just so exciting. Yeah, it's crazy to think that before CDL playoffs start, we'll have had two tournaments of the grid for Rocket League, which we produce those tournaments, and then one regional event. Yeah. Um, so like I mean Rocket League it's an enormous amount of content. I mean, if there's, you know, if there's one challenge that you have in CDL, um, not saying there's only one, but if you have one challenge from a brand building standpoint and a fan base building standpoint, it's that sometimes in CDL, you go three, four, five weeks between matches, which is, you know, for the fans, like they want more content. Um, I understand why the schedule is the way it is, right? There's reasons for it, certainly. Um, but yeah, when you're building a new organization and a new fan base, you want to have a steady drumbeat of, of matches. And, and that's, you know, that's tough when you have to take three to five weeks off. That's not happening in Rocket League. It's, <laughs> there is, you know, tournaments every single week, sometimes multiple, you know, multiple events in the same week. I mean, it's, it's a ton and yep. it's going to be fun. Separated into splits. There's a lot to follow. And I think like for me, just now I have like a new thing to follow. And for me, that's just, that's exciting too, because I mean, I know some, you know, traditional sports leagues are starting back up, but here we have, you know, so much esports content to watch in the next few weeks. So, um, gosh, Brad, I wish we could talk for longer. We are about to unveil the branding in five <laughs> minutes from when we're recording this to the public. Um, so if you saw this, you're literally like, thank you so much for all the support. First of all, that you guys show on our podcast. Um, a lot of the folks that listen to this, I think they are interested in, in the back end of esports a little bit. Um, we have some exciting stuff planned for the future. This podcast will not cease to exist, but you might see, um, you know, a couple different variations of it. I've got some really cool ideas uh, to, to shove with you guys, but I really appreciate you guys watching or listening. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, um, uh, Minnesota Rocker YouTube, where this video lives, as well as the podcasting platform that you have it on. Give it a subscription and a rating i really appreciate that uh and then obviously you know go follow version one on all socials it's version one gg or just go over to the site version one dot gg sign up for updates do your thing man i appreciate all the support uh well i should say we not just me we appreciate all the support that you guys show us to the most passionate fans um minnesotan or not you guys are all just so passionate and we love to see it so brett any kind of final words before we sign off here no, I mean, I'll echo that thanks uh, to the fans that, you know, have supported us, whether they were, you know, were there launch weekend or, or hopped on board at some point along the way. Um, it's truly been uh, been an awesome ride. And yeah, it's uh, we're going to we're going to keep it going. Uh, we've got some exciting stuff happening with Rocker, exciting expansion plans. And in four minutes, we're unveiling that logo. So uh, I got to go see what texts I've missed and see if uh, see if we're still on track. Same. I have so much anxiety. I just got so many emails during the recording of this. We've, we've got to go, but we appreciate you all listening, and we'll catch you guys next time.